Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Hopefully my microphone will stay put for us here today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up. Go ahead and share it right now. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button or uh, go to subscribe on uh, Facebook and or whatever platform you're on. Make sure you hit the notifications as well. Share, share, share so that everybody can have this truth. I just, I, you weren't with me yesterday morning, JC, when I, because I, I think I forgot to tell you. You guys, you've no idea. There's so many things that happen during the day. I actually forget to tell JC certain things. And so <laughs> we actually had a lady from Taiwan email me and say, thank you so much for your teach shows. <laughs> we love them here in Taiwan. Cool. So we are global. <laughs> and then we always have our, our UK fans out there who are, are watching, you know, the Liberty First lovers out there. And thank you, everybody out there. Not only that, JC, do you know what today is? What's that? Today is episode 1300. Cool. Can you believe that? 1,300 episodes today. Pretty crazy, huh? Today in history, you know we're trying to, Sonny and I have this, this program now at uh, Constitutional Education and Consulting. We are, and Liberty First University, we do um, the day in history. And today in history was the New York Slave Revolt. And if you're not familiar with the today in history events, then you need to make sure you plug into our Instagram, you plug into Facebook, or you plug into LinkedIn. That's where these days in history kind of things pop up. The New York Slave Revolt. In 1712, nearly one-sixth of New York City's population was enslaved. I thought it was just the South, hmm. just the Southern states, isn't it? That's the, the rhetoric, right? New York City's population, one-sixth of it, enslaved. On April 7th, up to 100 slaves fought back but were brutally put down. After the slave uprising, officials decided that disarmament and disunity were the most effective ways to keep the slaves in check. The government apparently learns from history, do you? And so we have a class on that, history and our slavery in the American Founders, at libertyfirstuniversity.com. So if you go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and plug into our education there, then you'll learn about that history, slavery and the American founders, and we'll be able to uh, teach that. That's one of those things, the forgotten histories. Helps to overturn the, the rhetoric and the historical revision. I also want to share with you something that I've put together today uh, to help people from Liberty First Legal. If you are not familiar with Liberty First Legal, then here it is. It's libertyfirst.legal. And we are a nonprofit organization. If you know about the Liberty First movie, uh, I'm sorry, the, the non-compliant movie, this is part of libertyfirst.legal. 
And so this is our national nonprofit litigation, education, and public policy organization that emphasizes on civil and natural rights issue. And what I am have done through Liberty First Legal is I've put together a letter to help you if your employer or your hospital or someone in America is telling you that you have to have a vaccination. So today, if you're being told that you have to have a vaccination to go to work or to travel or to do something like that within the United States, then I have a letter that will help you uh, get exempted from that vaccination because the federal law prohibits mandating the COVID vaccinations. Now this, this just works for the COVID vaccinations, not for the prior ones. It prohibits mandating COVID vaccinations because the COVID vaccinations are classified as emergency use authorized vaccinations. Emergency use authorized vaccinations have not been through clinical trials. And since they are not, they not have completed. not, they have not been through the two years of necessary clinical trials. They are considered experimental. Yeah, they're, they're in them right now. Yes. The, peop the people, the public at large. Well, that's going to be part of our, our, one of our stories today, actually, sadly, one of our stories today. Yeah. So if you want to participate in these clinical trials, then you are welcome to participate in these clinical trials. But also know that federal law 21 USC 360 requires that you are not mandated to take these vaccinations as long as they are in emergency uh, use authorization classification. So this particular letter that we have put together at Liberty First Legal, libertyfirst.legal, will work for about, well, the, the U, EUAs were issued in, the earliest one was December. So they'll probably work for the next 18 months for the two uh, vaccinations. And from February, two years will be the Johnson and Johnson vaccination. Right. It could be longer, but they have to have at least two years, according to FDA standards, they have to have at least two years of clinical trials before they can come off EUA status. So if your employer is telling you, by the way, this even applies to hospitals. And I have uh, documentation from CDC doctors, from the FDA that says that you don't have to uh, take these vaccinations at this time. As a matter of fact, it's, un force. it's unlawful for them to be required. Okay. So it's unlawful for them to be required. If you have a need for this letter, it can only be what is encouraged, yeah. advised, suggested. Yeah. yeah. So here it is. Your employer can encourage you to do this, right? So your company is free to encourage participation in these UAA, UEA vaccinations as long as, number one, the company's encouragement does not rise to the level of coercion. So you can't be coerced. Number two, your employees are noticed of the significant known and potential benefits and risks associated with the emergency use of the product. 
and your employees are informed, they have the right to accept or refuse the vaccination. So they have to tell you, you have the right to refuse. And so if you have a specific need for this letter, please fill out the contact form at libertyfirst.legal and set up our correspondence to do that. This is not one of those letters that I can print out, mass print, and you can just copy it out and put your name in the slot. These have to be specifically tailored to each person and each situation. And so, uh, you know, Rhonda says some employers are encouraging by paying employees $100. Hmm. That might be coercion if you don't notify them, they have the right to refuse. So I won't, it won't surprise me if this episode is censored. Yeah. But it is interesting that they, the uh, false news headlines using the term approved. Yes. Are not censored. That's right. Because they have not been approved. They have been authorized for emergency use. Let me read this to you because this is, I have, I did, just so you see, this is all the research. I have three pages of quotes and research before I actually did the letter. According to the FDA briefing document for the Moderna COVID, in the event the EUA is issued for this product, it would still be considered unapproved and would continue under further investigation. Under the emergency use authorization for unapproved products review memorandum, listen to this. There is no adequate approved and available alternative to the product for preventing COVID-19 caused by SARS. Thus, there is currently no adequate approved and available alternative for the prevention of COVID-19. These are all quotes from the same document. If the, these criteria are met under the EUA, the FDLA can allow unapproved medical products or unapproved uses of approved medical products to be used in emergency to diagnose, treat, prevent serious or life-threatening diseases or conditions. As summarized in section two of this review, there is no adequate approved and available alternative to this product to prevent COVID-19. Hmm. And that's, that's from the FDA documents. Libertyfirst.legal. That yeah. is the website. Yeah. Libertyfirst.legal. Very, I'll put it very in the, simple. I'll put it in the chat just so we can all have it there. Libertyfirst.legal. And we are a nonprofit organization. So if you want to donate to Liberty First Legal, you do that on the website too. Your donations will be tax deductible and you will help compensate us for the time that it takes to create all these letters. Isn't that awesome? I wonder if people, everything you post, you post unauthor the unauthorized vaccine or the uh, unapproved, unapproved. unapproved vaccine. I wonder if that would get you censored. I mean, it, it would be okay, it would be so, useful if they fact checked it. Yeah. Right. Well, but if, they won't. If, if you say unapproved vaccine and then they put their little fact check to take link mm -hmm. you to the CDC and the FD, FDA website right. that say they are not approved. They well, are I'll, authorized for emergency use. I'll remind so you. They are unapproved or uh, unapproved vaccines. Unapproved, unapproved vaccines. So I'll remind you Which that in that vaccine, sense, you can't even call it a vaccine. No. At this point, it's not even a vaccine. No, it's actually <laughs> a, a, an experimental agent. Sure, because 
it's not been approved to be a vaccine. Back in August, I was kicked off Twitter for simply copying or, or taking a screenshot from the CDC website. Right. So it's not about fact checking. It's not about anything. Mm -hmm. Right. So <clears throat> I want to make this available to you, please. Can I just please again, uh, Liberty First Out Legal is a nonprofit. If you donate there, you will help us continue to do work like this. Now, like I said, 18 months is the max we've got on this letter. After Between now and then, we're going to be working on religious exemption letters that to help you and that sort of thing. But uh, your every donation helps us reach people. And we've reached, we have reached a lot of people already in just the, how long have we been to Liberty First Out Legal? Just a few months. Just a few months. We have heard, we have helped dozens upon dozens of people. Speaking of which, Governor DeSantis, I just thought I'd throw this up here because he's our governor and people are happy about him. Governor DeSantis, uh, I love this, this Hill headline. Governor DeSantis wins new fans, fans on right in 60 Minutes fight. So DeSantis was on 60 Minutes and was uh, questioned about several, you know, headlines and stuff. So uh, saying that uh, DeSantis uh, is funneling COVID vaccines to affluent people. And, you know, they're doing everything they can to create some kind of narrative to, number one, punish him for opening up Florida. Number two, to go out and preempt any claim or any any assertion that he might actually run for president mm -hmm. in 2024. And so, oh, and let's not forget that he also was a Trump supporter because that automatically gets him on there. Sure. But I just, I love the way DeSantis responds to these people. He says, I know corporate media thinks that they can just run over people. You ain't running over this governor. I'm punching back. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think you have that's to stay really on awesome. the offensive with these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Most people get on defense like, oh, well, well, let me explain. Let me uh, let me let me tell you how it actually works. You got to hit back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key. The key is not and that's where the where the Republican Party in general has really sort of collapsed over the years. They've been all mealy mouthed and, you know, we've got to be the nice guys and we've got to be this, that and the other. But you know what? Nobody says that being nice means you have to be somebody's doormat. Nobody says being nice or being civil means that you have to sit back and just simply accept when people lie about you and and create fake news about you it's it's absolutely you know great it's absolutely great <laughs> yeah so they appreciate the uh the publicity yeah yeah and some of the democrats are angry that yeah. that 60 minutes uh, put him on on display yes. and, and went after him because they're saying oh you're making him more popular well, how crazy is that? We don't want you to show a politician because we don't want people to know how much they should actually like him. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what they're saying? Yeah. You can't show him because yeah. we don't want people to know that you should actually like this guy. Yeah. And there's a reason to like this guy. Yeah. His ratings are going up. The more yeah. they attack him, 
the more they get his name out. Well, that's what our friend Andrew Breitbart said. You get to, hear, you, said, you get you to hear the way he responds. I mean, yeah. the guy, he's not, he doesn't roll over. Right. Yeah. Does not. He's not some milly mush mouth bush, bush type Republican. No, no, he is not. He is new not a new time Republican. So, and you know, what's interesting is DeSantis is, is who he is, uh, even in Florida. So we have certain county governments that don't like DeSantis that are always trying to take pot shots at DeSantis. And these county governors taking pot shots at DeSantis are like, um, you know, DeSantis is like, who cares? You know, I am who I am. I'm the governor. You're the county. If you don't like it, that's not my problem. Because I'm the chief executive here in the state of Florida, and I'm going to make sure that we have the proper government. People like your hair tonight. They like my hair tonight? Oh, I don't want them to be distracted by my hair. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Oh, you said so, you were doing a hair down day. I was doing a hair down today, mostly because I couldn't find my barrette and I didn't feel like going through the tr <laughs> putting it up. Sonny's looking at me right now, like, oh my God. I know, I know. <laughs> Sonny's, you're going to be our snurdly in the background talking to us. Nobody can hear you. Sonny's like, you just bought like a hundred of them. I know, I know. So. <laughs> All right, JC, are you ready? Our introduction into the news, the news story of today. Watch this. Are you ready? Do you know that? Am I looking at Gates or the Kardashians in bikinis? No, you're looking at. <laughs> See, I hate that. New York Post is, is really bad about that. Bill Gates is the biggest landowner, mm -hmm. farmland oh. owner in America. Right? Look at this. Look at this is Bill Gates' land. Now, this is how crazy is 69,000 acres in Louisiana, 47,000 acres in Arkansas, 25,000 acres in Arizona, 14, almost 15,000 acres in Florida. This is not even showing the quarter of a million acres that he just bought so this is right this is other all the others aside from yeah because he just purchased it he just purchased a quarter of a million prime farm yes um thank you nate uh prime farmland <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh this guy thank you dragon's talent what is, for what your is, super what is chat. The, what what's what the <laughs> the weirdest thing on that map is the new mexico Yes, one, one acre. acre in New Mexico. What the heck is <laughs> Man, that? Man, that must See, be that, a really valuable that acre like, that of That makes land. me want to search more than the other ones. Right. Look at this, though, JC. Look at what this article says. Um, where Where is that? I think that's the office. His fake office, I think, is the one acre. The one acre? In New Mexico. In New Mexico. Fake office. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's like a... Uh, I guess a kind of a shell company, a front, uh -huh. a front company that he uses um, to buy this land. Mm -hmm. And when I saw the, when I read the investigative reporters, mm -hmm. um, 
discussion on this. He talked about following. He was looking through all the deeds and purchases and whatnot and ends up in this little metal building in the middle of nowhere that's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's essentially just an address uh, that is his fake company that he goes through. The The company actually is under uh, the the person who manages his portfolio, his land real estate right. portfolio. So they know that you know, that's who's buying the stuff because okay. that's who the company manages. So this is what, what struck my attention here. By the way, this just, to, just when you show his face makes my blood pressure. I know, low, right? Just to see his face. This farmland wanna... isn't easy to buy. You can't just say I've got 30,000 saved up and I want to buy some farmland. Large investors usually work with expert advisors to help them acquire and manage their agricultural holdings. Right. So that means these acres that he owns have been strategically bought based on their value. Bill Gates is not just having a passion for ranches. He's like like Ted Turner bought Flying D Ranch. Right. O'Keefe. Now, this is Eric O'Keefe. Right. You know who Eric O'Keefe is? Eric O'Keefe is this guy, Eric Stephen O'Keefe, an American political activist. He's a libertarian. Uh, he is the a founding board member of the Citizens for Self-Governance, okay. which are friends and that. So he's do, he's like an investigative reporter. He, he's worked all this out, right? Bill Gates' land purchases, he says, look to me more like sensible long-term holds run by experienced asset managers. Mm-hmm. And it says in this article that what's interesting is that Gates is not actually the purchaser of these. You know, they're like, Bill Gates is not going and my name is Bill Gates. I'm going to buy this land. They're all bought by subsidiaries. Yeah, he has. So, a, he, yeah, they, they manage his portfolio for all this. Yeah, all this stuff. So you have all this land owned by Gates prime farm land, making him the country's top agricultural land owner. Mm -hmm. Now, Gates actually did a, an, a, uh, um, it's interesting. I found this, did a, an interview with the, uh, land company or the land magazine who, who published this explaining why he is, the largest farmland owner. He puts it off on his investment group. Yeah. It's just my yeah. investment group. Mm -hmm. Right. The land report. That's what it is. The yeah. land report. Right. So it's not really me. I don't really care about it. And it's funny. He says, my investor group chose to do this. It's not connected to the weather. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he's all about climate change. So they're like, are you taking up all this farmland? To, for climate change reasons? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. No, no, no. This My broker about just change. bought all that. No. I, I didn't know. But you realize. I had no idea the guy that manages my portfolio bought a quarter of a million acres. Yeah. All over the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so why is, okay, why is Bill Gates the largest farm landowner in America? Yeah. It's an accident. He's Yeah, right. <laughs> an accident. Oh, I don't know. But he who controls the food. So the guy who doesn't know 
what his investment group is buying or why is the guy that you're going to take advice on from, you know, taking vaccine effectiveness of vaccines and uh, medicine and science. And yeah. Some computer nerd that steals computer plans mm -hmm. from his bud. Uh, yeah. You know, we're going to, it's crazy to me. Rant, like, no, don't listen to Dr. Rand Paul about medicine. Listen, and, listen to the computer nerd. Right. Based on what? And here, he, and, and, oh, he's buying up land, but it's just, you know, it's just coincidence. He doesn't know. Yeah. The sustainable agriculture champion. Yeah, that's what, that's what the Newsweek calls him, is the sustainable agricultural champion. No, all these, you know, it's all these billionaires. Uh, you know, they're, they, they basically want to squeeze their, well, they're already squeezing the food supply. It's the same thing I heard years mm -hmm. ago the, when um, T Boone Pickens was, I think ran for president or something like that way back. And I think it was just, I don't even know why, just to get his name known or something. He's <laughs> like, an Oklahoma my name is T Boone oil Pickens guy. <laughs> And he said, with a name like that, it should be known. No, but I remember him saying, and this has been, this has been many, many cycles. I don't remember when he ran, but it was way back. And uh, I remember him saying then that water uh, is will be the next oil. Right. Right. Oh yeah, and I remember that. So then that. he was buying up. I remember all of that. these water rights all over the planet. So it's the same. There's no doubt. It's the same mentality. Uh, and that's exactly right. These billionaire communists, the billionaire socialists. We were just talking about this again today in class, reiterating um, people's because I saw again and I was watching the great video from John Birch Society Overview of America. And it was talking about Karl Marx and I and Karl Marx Manifesto. And it, you know, Lister talks about the abolishment and destruction and abolishment of private property. And, and I and I was telling the students, I said, it's important to understand the Communist Manifesto. This is this is Karl Marx's fantasy, his utopian fantasy and his idea. But mm -hmm. in fact, no communist system has ever worked that way. That's not actually how communism works, technically speaking. Right. It's not the abolition of private property. It's the consolidation of private yes. property. So people say, how can a billionaire be a communist? How can a communist be a billionaire? Because they're the ones at the top of the food chain. It's the only abolition of private property is abolition of your, your private property. property. But no, no private property is ever, ever goes away. It just changes hands. So that's what these guys, that's what they do. That's what mm -hmm. these so, a socialist global communist do they're buying up all of the resources all of the capital so they become the gatekeeper uh really of your survival of right. your they are essentially deciding who lives and who dies mm -hmm. because i mean and they think they're gods so in in their in their mind really this is the power of life and death is in their hands right because they they're gobbling up everything so always remember that a, bill, a billionaire communist, that, that, that's an oxymoron. No, no, it's not. Because communism is about the consolidation of, of means, of capital, of property into a very small number of hands. So let me, let me answer Bernadette's question really quick about the, the 
uh, forced vaccination letter, it's not a pull down. You have to con go to libertyfirst.legal. You have to fill out the contact form. This is not a letter that can be mass produced and Xeroxed. It has to be done because uh, it's a legal letter. It has to be done uh, to tie to individual circumstances. You're going to be filling out a lot of so letters. I'm going to be filling out a lot of letters, but... <laughs> You know, that's, have to that's hire why. Whole staff. <laughs> no, right. So yeah, we need donations to hire staff to fill out letters, that kind of thing. So let's just let's just so, add this up, this though. Crazy. You've got Bill Gates, who is a big tech giant, right? Yeah. He is also a massive funder of of pharmaceuticals. He is a massive funder of GMO seed uh, formation, right? Buying up all this farmland. And does anybody remember, raise your hand if you remember, how much of our curriculum in our public schools is created by Bill Gates? Right. Bill Gates is, no. is creating himself to be the monarch of America. The monarch of the globe. Of the globe, yes. The I monarch mean, of the globe. This is everything, everything goes to uh, total people control. The, the control of life itself, the mm -hmm. control of your survival. I mean, he's you're talking about here's this guy getting into uh, vaccines to, you know, and, and you know, just the whole disease and virus process in general, either to kill or make viruses. Uh, you're talking about the control of um, where you're living in these smart cities, sustainable mm -hmm. cities and gathering all the population into this singular place, consolidating the food supply, right. consolidating uh, land that the, where, where you're going to grow the food. I mean, yeah, I, this this is unbelievable to me. This, it, to me, this guy is one of the most dangerous men on the planet. Well, let's I wanted to show you this. This is. I actually came across this. I didn't actually come across this. Our intern, Bella, came across this. And it drove, as she was like, you were not going to believe this, Chrisanne. This is absolutely nuts. So the New York Times has a whole section for student in education. And they create these student opinion sections to educate our young people. Here's one of the articles. Would you volunteer for a COVID-19 trial? What are the potential benefits and sound downsides of enrolling in a vaccine trial as a teenager? A whole propaganda to get teenagers to volunteer to take part in clinical trials that assess the efficacy and safety of these vaccinations for children ages 12 to 17. Would you participate in one of these trials? If so, what would motivate you? Possible immunity, financial compensation, or just the opportunity to help science be a part of history? If not, why would you be reluctant? You, you have to get a gator tattooed on your rear end to work here, by the way, Nate. <laughs> Nate. Just, Nate. Just so you know. Nate wants to get hired. You got to get the Florida logo. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'd be all right with his on a rear. Nobody else is going to yeah, see that. The, the learn so it's the learning <laughs> network. It is the learning network. Look at this. So other they're one. trying to encourage teenagers to participate in vaccine trials. Well, that's not it. Look at this. Look at this in the New York Times learning student learning section. Current events. 
Learning lesson of the day. As Biden faces vaccine hesitancy, Republicans are a particular challenge. In this lesson, students will learn about why some people are reluctant to get vaccinated. And they will evaluate strategies for persuading vaccine skeptics. How is that already not a loaded statement? (laughs) Uh, Nate says he's going to do it for you. (laughs) Are you catching this? This is the lesson of the day. The lesson of the day is brainwashing your children. What kind of moronic parent lets their kid read the New York Times anyway? No, this is being used in the public school classrooms. What kind of moronic parents send their kid to public schools? (laughs) So this is being used in the public. Oh, but this is this is a bona fide media outlet, JC. These are bona fide media uh, sources. They're fact checked. As a matter of fact, the New York Times is not only fact checked, they are a fact checker. So we can trust them. Notice here, just I, I just can't get over this, right? So what, we are no longer, we, when do you suppose the last time we were in the business of actually presenting information to our children rather than teaching them what to think? Because that's what this is, right? Biden is the good guy. The Republicans are a challenge to the good guy. And our lesson today is why vaccine skeptics are idiots and you need to persuade them to learn why vaccines are good. This is your classroom. <laughs> it, reminds, it makes me think of the old Eddie Murphy skit, the Velvet Jones. Like my name is <laughs> Velvet Jones. It's, How it's to the be New York Times. It's New York Times. I was not gonna say that on the show, but go for it. But come on, you guys gotta know how to be a slave. How to be a slave. Yes. Look at this. Are you ready? The lesson overview, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said on March 20th, about 79.4 million people have received at least one dose of the COVID vaccine, right? In this lesson, you will explore some of the reasons people in different communities in the United States are hesitant to receive a vaccine, and you will consider the best strategies for addressing these concerns. So we've already picked a perspective, right? You're not allowed to decide whether the people who have issues with vaccines are right. You have to go into it with the premise that the people who have reservations about these vaccines are wrong. They're the bad guys. They're the bad guys. As as the COVID vaccine becomes more available, some people are experiencing fear and worry about the vaccine. Some of these fears are about proven side effects, while others are based on rumors and conspiracies. What concerns do you have or do you know of about the vaccines and blah, 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 right? So now we have a questions for writing and discussion. And here we are. A third of Republicans said in CBS News that the poll, CBS poll, that they would not be vaccinated compared with 10% of Democrats. And another 20% of Republicans say they were unsure. What, what do these numbers mean, JC? Uh, it means a third of Republicans. It, it means how no many? one should let their children near public school or the New York Times. <laughs> what are the possible dangers of widespread opposition to vaccinations? Uh, getting shot in the face. <laughs> Socioeconomic and historical factors. 
just just it's just amazing to me. This is not it. So this is this is not the full website. This is the full website. Check this out. The student opinion learning page from the New York Times. The learning network tutorial. What is your gender identity? What is your gender identity? Have you hit a wall? Do you feel mentally and emotionally? Oh, how do you feel mentally and emotionally in this stage of the pandemic? Do you feel burned out and fatigued? Are you optimistic as, a, as parts of daily life resume? What is an NFT? Would you buy an NFT? Would you buy an NFT? Would you uh, want to would you want to own an official version of a digital good like a video, an image or a song? How much would you be willing to pay? An NFT is Should white writers translate a black, black author's, author's work? work? This is this is what your children are learning in public schools as extra material. What is your gender identity? You have to see this. This is another one that Bella went crazy over, right? We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and pull that one up. This is just, this is, this is more of your white fragility. In Europe, a debate is brewing about who has the right to translate Amanda Gorman's poem, The Hill We Climb. How much do you think a translator's identity should matter? You have translator training, JC. How much should a translator's identity matter? Uh, not at all. Because it's the purpose of the translator to be invisible. Correct. The purpose of a translator is to be invisible. If your translator is not invisible, you have a bad translator. And so... Yeah, so I say, I say no. They just they shouldn't be translated at all. No one should read anything she writes. <laughs> it, what what language is she writing in? I have no idea. Just don't translate it. Yeah, I'm just gets my vote. Oh, we're turn translating them from English into other languages. Right. So okay, so right. what do you who the translator is a German or was the writer? The writer is a German writer of Turkish dis descent. This is interesting. So the writer is German writer of Turkish descent. Translator is white. Uh, newsflash. White is not a place. Yeah. White's not a culture. A German Amanda of Turkish Gorman descent is, is not white. No, no, right here it said that the writer... German writer of Turkish descent, but a translator who's white. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of these things is not like the other. White is not a race. German, Turkish, white. One of these things <laughs> is, is not, not like, like the, the other. other. One of these things does not. This is how stupid the, the whole discussion is idiotic. Yep. They should probably learn language before they even try to write and talk about language. Mm hmm. Idiots. These are the people running the American education system. Oh, so Amanda Gorman is a different Whatever. One, who yeah. cares? They're Don't all idiots. The whole thing is <laughs> crap. It's garbage. These are the morons running the American education system. I will. Can I say one more time? If you have your child anywhere near any of this crap, you're an idiot. You are an idiot and an awful parent. If your child wakes up tomorrow and goes to a public school, 
you should carve you, you take 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 some black shoe polish and write on your mirror in the bathroom I am an idiot. So you can see that every morning that you get up and look in the mirror. So it will remind you of who you are. Right. That is you. If your child goes, wakes up in the morning tomorrow and goes to a public school, you are a moron. So this is, these are the important topics that Bill Gates, the emperor of the, of the world, uh, wrong, 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 Craig, stuff. wrong, Craig, wrong. And I can help you with that. If you know people who feel they don't have a choice, then reach out to me because that is not true anymore. Everyone has a choice. This is, you and, don't and go now to I'm jail. talking of people in America. So yes, Craig, if you're overseas, then maybe that's a different story. Maybe those people don't have a choice because I've seen people thrown in prison for not sending their children to public school in other countries. Uh, so if that's the reference, yes. But in America, uh, you have a choice. There, there is a choice. There is, there is no reason anyone in America has to send their child to public school. Mm -hmm. And if they don't understand that, reach out to me and I will help them. I, I should start a ministry of helping people get, get out, out of, of public, public school, school, helping them yeah. to realize your children don't have to go to public school. Yes. There's no such thing as, well, I don't have a choice. I don't have other options. Yes, you do. You do. You absolutely do. Yeah, we absolutely do. This is you, not Germany. So how do you, how do you. And I know, I understand people don't know that people right. don't realize that people mm -hmm. don't know today. Many people don't understand that. I, I, and I get it that many people don't understand they have a choice. Many people don't understand how much easier it is today uh, to, to get your child out of public school and to have them educated in another way. People don't know right. that, that it's an option. That's the whole, the system doesn't want parents to know they want the, Oh, you, you can't do this. It's not hard. I, I know kids, this is crazy. We, we know kids we've run to all mm -hmm. over America uh, that we've talked to over and over and over and over again. I know kids, that uh, spend a totality of three hours tops a day in mm -hmm. their uh, in their education uh, at home or outside of public school and are brilliant, are unbelievably smart, so educated. Much of I mean, here's the thing. Have have you guys have you guys seen public school lately? You see what happens there? I mean, the idea of I can't send my place. To, I can't okay. educate my child. There's no education taking today? place. They spend time hitting, talking, teaching about gender ta uh, identity and taking political stands. And should white writers translate black authors? Well, this if, is the stuff your doing kids anything. are being yeah. taught. If they're doing in anything. school, should we cancel student debt? You know, let me just rant on that just for a second. Can I please? Uh, Loan forgiveness, student loan forgiveness is not forgiveness. It's theft. It's making people who did not go to that school and get that education pay for the people who went to that school and got that education. Because let really? us not forget that that school already got that money. So the school is not saying, hey, you don't have to pay me. We're good. We're cool. The school's saying, no, I already got mine. What you do with the government's fine with me. So now the taxpayers are eating what the federal government, what the state governments have put out to the schools. This is not loan forgiveness. This is theft.
can I tell you another scenario, uh, an actual scenario? Let me tell you a true story. Uh, this is the other thing that's happening. So even this uh, loan, student debt forgiveness, loan forgiveness or whatever, I don't know if any if most people are aware of this. The IRS counts that as income. So yes. when you have a loan forgiveness, you, this just happened to somebody I know. Um, so and you think about student loans. Usually you pay back student loans at, at an incredibly low rate and low payment amount. So you're like, you're paying, you know, uh, multiple and tens of care. thousands. You can pay it right. like 60 years. So let's say you have 60 years. You have a 60 year loan. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Let's say you have, you know, $37 a month, $60,000 loan. You're paying whatever, $35 a month, what have you. So, and this true story. So a guy's paying this ridiculously low amount, 18 bucks a month, whatever the student loan. Well, then student loan is forgiven. IRS sends them a notice and said, uh, you have, what? Did, and what did they call it? They have this weird phrase for it, but basically we had to increase the amount of taxes you owe um, because of unreported income. Like what unreported income? They didn't make any income. Well, it turns out it's a student loan. The student loan was forgiven. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't request it. He just did it. And so then that added, uh, several tens of thousands of dollars to his earnings. Mm -hmm. Now, rather than paying the $18 a month, which he was fully capable of paying this, this mm -hmm. young, young man, uh, right. not too far out of college who has not established himself yet. He's totally fine and capable of paying $18 a month to pay right. back his student loan for as long as it takes. Now, once it's forgiven, the IRS came back, they want, $2,500 today, right now. And if you don't pay it by this time, they're going to uh, start adding uh, penalties to what you owe now the IRS in one lump sum, mm -hmm. which he is incapable of paying at this point. He's mm -hmm. got $18 to pay a month. He doesn't have three grand that he can fork up to the, uh, to the IRS right now to avoid another $300 uh, fee every three months on top of this um, de delinquent uh, tax that they pay. So, so there's another aspect of this uh, loan forgiveness that nobody talks about. This is happening. That's an actual true story. I just dealt with a young man that, that was experiencing this. So, so, <laughs> it, you know, it, it, which is typical of democratic policy ideas. It always hurts the people that they right. say they're helping always get screwed. Uh, in the end, it's always actually hurting who they claim to be helping. Right. So not only you're robbing the taxpayers, not only you're robbing, you know, and, and you're, uh, you know, creating a system of inequity where I had to pay for my college and this person didn't have to pay for his college. I had to pay for my loans. That person doesn't pay for their loans. I mean, uh, so it's, it is another story of the government's fingers in your business and making a mess of things as usual. You know, this New York times website is like a train wreck for me. I just, it, it's just crazy. I'm just looking for something reasonable. Right. And so I'm, I find this, Oh, it's important for our children to, to have a reaction to Oprah's interview with Harry and Megan. Right. Because we didn't declare independence from great Britain 240 years ago. We still, still care about the kids king. page. Yeah. Watch this though. Um, when is it okay to be a snitch? When is it? No. Has, Would you eat food grown in a lab? 
Has a school assignment or activity ever made you feel uncomfortable? Everyone. Yes. So what is the agenda? Because they're all you. You come on. Even if you come with one, say, okay, yeah. The school assignment that I had that told me I had to rip apart Donald Trump or I had to tell why guns should be illegal made me uncomfortable. No, no, no. That's not the perspective that we have here. All of these are so agenda driven. For years, a high school in Northwest Texas. Because it's racist. It's, it's sexist. sexist. Right. For years, a high school in Texas and a uh, school in North Texas had a tradition of seniors role playing life in the Middle Ages as a part of an English assignment that followed the reading of Beowulf and the works of Chaucer. Right. Learning about the 11 rules of chivalry. So we can't even. Now you, you got to play the role of, of uh, uh, Corn Pop and his five crack dealing friends. <laughs> Right. So that you're not racially insensitive. Yeah. So you can't you can't learn about history. You can't learn about other cultures unless it's corn pop. And is but but then everybody can't play the roles. Right. Because right. I, like I couldn't I can't be buckwheat. You know, I'm I'm somehow what do they call that when I'm mm -hmm. I'm, I'm basically taking from another culture. So, I mean, what what is even how do you even resolve that? So it says here, I don't really think that the teacher's intentions uh, to have it be such a sexist lesson. There were girls that were excited to get to do this finally and to get dressed up. But now those girls who want to be girls, who want to dress up in medieval outfits, now they're outcast because they're voluntarily participating yeah. in a male-dominant sexist exercise. But there were a lot, but there were also a lot who were obviously upset about it, she says. Which, which is to say their brainwashing is working. Yes, your brainwashing so is working. We, we have to make sure that the others fall in line, right. the ones that were actually enjoying this. We have to make sure that they realize this is racist. Yeah. So we, can't, we cannot have exercises. <laughs> then you need a disclaimer. Despite its hor uh, historical context, we need to be clear that we do not support or endorse. It's just idiotic. Like you can't. Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Like, mm -hmm. There's no way you could do that. You know how many freaking times the N word is in Huckleberry Finn. Those and, books and those are books? probably, you know, I don't know. They're probably burned in the library. They're not even allowed in the I, library. I, Meanwhile, I you imagine. can have books about engaging in right intimate relationships. No pedophilia. Pet uh, okay. Child molestation. All right, I was just talking but, about. But you can't criticize that book because a black lady wrote it. A right. celebrated black author, uh, an award-winning author, wrote the book uh, that showcases child molestation. So you can't uh, you can't criticize that one because she's the right color. There how were, you know how yeah. freaking racist these people yeah. are? Like we're we're accused of being white supremacists. Mm -hmm. You know how freaking racist racist. It is that now because of someone's skin color, child molestation is okay. But Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, I mean, I, I don't even, I can't even think of what, first off, the book was never even freaking finished. Canterbury Tales is like an unfinished uh, collection of <laughs> random right. stories that makes no damn sense whatsoever. Right. There's not one single thing I can even think of that was racist in it. I, I wrote a report on Canterbury Tales in like uh, 10th grade, in my 10th grade English class, I get through this thing and realize the dude never finished the book. This is the dumbest book I've ever written. Here I'm trying to finish my report. Like, what the hell is this book even about? 
but something racist in it. What, what in the world is racist and Chaucer's idiotic book? Let me, let me, let me show you this. But because right? of race, mm -hmm. child molestation, that's okay. Right. Freaking idiots, man. Trying to make this bigger so people can see These are the Looney Tunes running the insane asylum yes. that we call the American and education system. teaching our children. No, the, it, the, it, the is, it is trained insanity. Mm -hmm. I mean, you used to, like, the, the argument in psychology of the the nature of insanity is it physiological or some, or some something trigger this we're we're now in a place where the educational system is training insanity yeah you can literally take someone Talk and run them through a, a a standardized program and turn them into raving lunatics okay mr landers said this is insanity are you ready mr landers said he hoped that the teacher whom he describes as caring and well liked would find another way to have students examine the misogyny of that era beyond studying old texts. How do you study history without studying old texts? Well, they, what in the heck does that mean? Well, they just want to examine the misogyny. How do you, I, su how do, I suggest of that era? How do you study anything of that era without studying the texts of that era? That's stupidity. Here's the thing. I say I feel get like a big fat chick to stand in front of him, punch him in the face and kick him in the gonads. And, and if he complains, then she can point out to class how misogynist he is. Yeah, right. There you go. He says, I feel like a lot of people are trying to cover up history. We shouldn't do that. If men, especially teenage boys, see how girls were treated back in the 1300s, they'll get a better sense of how to treat women today. Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> I, you know what I think, JC? I think these people are really afraid that some of these girls will realize they actually like having someone do nice things for them, that they'll actually like having someone open the door for them, someone to carry books for them, someone to compliment them for how they look and compliment them, right? They're terrified that courtesy will actually be accepted and not be geared into brain. They will fail in brainwashing our women into thinking that if a man opens a door for me, it's because he is trying to, to convey a, 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 what is that dog whistle that I'm incapable of opening the door on my own. See, that's what I'm. I think they're really afraid of. They're not afraid of people learning about misogyny. They're afraid that people are going to learn about common courtesy and actually like it. And so people don't run around screaming at each other for holding <laughs> doors and and carrying things for people because real women don't have to put down men to feel good about themselves. Real women are actually able to embrace their femininity as their strength and appreciate when someone does something nice for them. That's what real women do. Amen. Well, this is a dumb statement. First off, uh, where he says, if men or she or whoever, Miss, Mr. Landers, if men, especially teenage boys, uh, see how girls were treated back in the 1300s. They'll get a better sense of how to treat women today. Uh, eh, that is, he's an idiot.
<laughs> okay. Do have tell, you never JC. been a teenage boy? Like seriously, te- we have a teenage boy. There's several teenage boys with him in the. I mean, me as a teenage boy, I'm sitting listening to this, and they're showing me this thing like, oh, he's pulling the girl's hair in this book, or their mystery. We're just gonna be giggling and laughing. I know, right? You're, like a girl gets mistreated, and a teenage boy is not gonna go. Oh, that's terrible. I really need to treat girls more respectfully. Uh, that's not right. how teenage boys think. So right. th- this guy shouldn't be teaching children in the first place. He has no idea how children work. Right. Right. That's not going to work on teenage boys. Well, because it's about brainwashing. That's what it's all about. It's yeah. absolutely about brainwashing. Well, guys, I hope you've wow. enjoyed. Are we, are we there? Are we at the end already? We are at the end already. Is there something more you want to rant no, about? No, man. I was just getting... I was just kind of hitting that <laughs> irritation point, and you say the show's over. Lord have mercy. Are P, are, I mean, are there this many stupid people? I, I still I have to tell myself this is still a minority of folks. We just let this minority run our country. Mm-hmm. But th- this is unfathomably mm-hmm. stupid. I yeah. cannot believe there are people walking around with a heartbeat. And, and still be this dumb. Right. How can you be this stupid and and still remember to breathe? Right. Absolutely. I guess luckily breathing is involuntary. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yep. Lord Jesus, come quickly. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Dragon's Talon, for your super chat. Uh, Rantopia applauds president. <laughs> You're the president of Rantopia. Apparently. I, I'm, I must be just simply the secretary the of state or something because <laughs> you are the queen. Well, this Long is, we are queen. a teach show and not a talk show. And we are happy to be live with you today. Uh, JC doesn't know this, Sometimes but we're ranch. I was invited to be on Bo Snerdly's new network really? next week. Wow. Did you know that Bo Snerdly had a new network? Uh, I did not. Okay. Well, I'm going to be a guest on Boast Nerd on a show on Boast Nerdling's new wow. network well, next good. week. Good. Awesome. So, good um, rest in peace, Rush. Make sure that you guys go to uh, chrisanhall.com, check the calendar. Make sure you go to YouTube or uh, to Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, where we share all the events that we're doing. Make sure you get there. We're going to be at Ponavidra this. Did I say that right this time? Yep. Ponavidra, Cali- uh, Florida. <laughs> Ponte Vedra, Florida, this Thursday. Suburb of Jacksonville. Ponte Vedra, Florida, this this Thursday. So go to chrisanhall.com and check out the calendar so you can be there. And remember, friends don't let friends go to public school. Friends don't let friends. And we love you, which is why we tell you the hard things. (laughs) God bless you guys. See you next time.